evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Dave, along with my friend, Mike. The Philly Pod is back with another episode. Uh, well, Mikey, uh, a, a lot's happened in the last couple of days. Not so much of Philly sports, but, uh, the, the, you know, the NCAA tournament has kicked off. We're currently recording here on Sunday the 19th, and uh, most of the round of 32 is complete. Just a few games left. How's that bracket looking there, man? <laughs> um, pretty bad. Uh, you know, um, it looks like it went to war and it, uh, it didn't, it didn't last. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what you're saying is it's looking like another sandwich might be coming my way. That's not but, true. but, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, there's a but. There's, all, there's always a but. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. My champion is still very well alive. Thanks to that win over Arkansas. Well, your champion is very well still alive, but I have the pool standings up here right now, Mike. Oh, boy. Now you know you know I have two entries in this pool, but the one I used was my was my main entry. All right, my, okay. my Jan- January Febrizo is my entry. Okay, and I'm currently sitting here at 440 points, and I look back uh, next to last place would be uh, Michael L with 320 points. That's a full 120 points behind there, pal. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just making that known. Yeah. All right. But here's the deal. Here, here's the deal for the show today, everyone. We're going to talk a little bit of Eagles. Obviously, we have to talk about. Oh, we, we didn't mention it in the intro, man. Villanova going down. Wisconsin took him out in the round of 32. I said it here, man. That it was a bad matchup for Villanova. Wisconsin had the size, and that that wound up to be the difference in the game. But we're going to hit on that. Hit on a little bit of Eagles and. In honor, Mike, since it is uh, Saint, it was St. Patty's Day this yep. past Friday, we're actually going to have a, a, a little special uh, St. Patrick's Day trivia challenge between you and I. And not only is it, it was a St. Patty's Day, it is March Madness, so we're going to have a little bit of mix: St. Patrick's Day and March Madness like trivia. That. And you, I know you you were talking about what we should play for and. I think you hit it on the head. We're going to play for winner of this trivia session today. Is going to have to buy, or the winner gets a Shamrock Shake, the traditional McDonald's milkshake offered during St. Patty's Day. So I like that. So we'll sprinkle some of that in throughout the show, hit on some sports. And we're just going to look to have a fun time today and kind of hit all over the place. But well, It's always a fun time, though, you know? Uh, it, it always is. It, it always is. But let's start right off the bat, man. Villanova going out. To Wisconsin in the round of 32, uh, shocking defeat. Yeah, uh, but you know we, we we hit on this uh, you know Wednesday I believe or yeah Wednesday or uh, Tuesday excuse me, mm-hmm. and you know we we hit on it that they didn't have that size you know to match up with some of these bigger and stronger teams. So I think that that also that that didn't help. No, you're right. No, you're exactly right. That there was no now last year's team. They were better defensively than, than this year's team, and they had the presence down low. They had a Daniel Chafu down low. Now, they had that the beginning of this season with Amari Spellman, but when he became academically ineligible for, for whatever reasons took place, I mean, that was that was in many ways a death sentence for him. They still got through the regular season fine because, let's face it, the Big East, there wasn't a whole lot of that. Um, but Butler exposed them a little bit in that area in, in, in those two victories they had over Villanova, and, and that's what it came down to. Yep. You know, and I have to say, as much as I love the kid, I, I, I thought, I thought uh, 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 Josh Hart coming down the stretch really, 
I was I was very disappointed by his play. Did not look like a veteran. He stumbled on two consecutive possessions, turned it over twice. Just mm-hmm. it, it was a disappointing end of the season for Villanova, and it, I hate to see their run as national champions end like that. I was really looking forward to a matchup with them and Duke in the Elite Eight, but mm. hey, it, it wasn't meant to be. Nope. And it's mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. That's the beauty of March Madness, though. You never, what you expect to happen never happens, you know. There's always some sort of twist. There's always some sort of, you know, unexpected event that occurs, um, you know, in March Madness. So it just, it adds something to it. It does. It's just, uh, you know, once again, I mean, the the Wildcats, is is that Big East overrated or what? I'm I'm just going to come out and say it. The, The new Big East is, they are overrated. Rated. I guess they're getting this huge push because of that TV deal they have with FS1. But yeah. like three out of the last four years, Villanova has been a top two seed, and they don't even reach the Sweet Sixteen. Right. That's like that's not good. there's there's something there's something to be said about that. Now, once I'm not going to make you know once I'm not going to say anything about. But now this is three out of four years now, and now that makes me wonder. You know, are, are they really that? Are they really that good? Right, and you can, you have every right to question that. I mean, you know, to to fail to make it to the Sweet Sixteen three of the of four years, you know, that ain't good. That's not good. That, that's almost impossible to think about that. That's the three out of the last. Now, obviously, they, they were a very very good team last year. Yes. Okay. And this year there were a number of factors. You had Amari Spellman go down. Chris Jenkins played horrible, horrible down down the stretch. I thought he played a terrible game uh, Saturday against Wisconsin. But, I mean, it's, it's three out of four years now. You have to wonder how much of that is just a uh, you know, benefit of a soft, cozy schedule. Yeah. You know. But. We don't know. And then, yeah, and then the other thing that, that, that we have to talk about, too, obviously the Eagles draft is coming up, and there is a lot of, of, of I wouldn't even say pressure, like talking to people out there, the, the, the main, which, and listen, I'm fine with this, but the main belief, like, Talking to fans here in the media, sports radio, there's a big push to go get Dalvin Cook at the number 14 spot in the draft. And I don't know, it's just something I'm thinking about right now, Mikey. Like, just because everybody's clamoring for Dalvin Cook, you have a need of running back, you know, there's all this pressure. Does that really make it the right thing to do? I don't think so. I think you you got to let the Eagles do what they think is best for the, the, the franchise. And obviously, I like to see them get a guy like Dalvin Cook. But at the same time, if they think that there's another need that they need to focus on, like corner or wide receiver, even though they they've already reassured the wide receiver position, I think that if they feel that that that's the right need that they need to get, then get it. If they don't think it's the right need, I think they need to focus on the need that they they feel is most important. And I think. I would like to see him get Dalvin Cook, but I want to see what they they feel is best. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, I, I don't really know that. I, I'm, I don't know that corner is, is the right way to go now. Um, now that you had the injury to, uh, oh, I, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, the kid who got injured on his senior day. Yeah, he was. I, I can't. Th- I, I I can't remember the guy's name, but. Uh, I, I really thought that would that would be the way to go, but now that he's now that he's injured, like uh, I'm not really sure. Like maybe they go and get get an outside rusher. They get you know they get a defensive end who can rush the passer. I'm fine with Dalvin Cook, but what's interesting, man, the latest mock draft, 
Uh, Todd McShay has the Eagles taken uh, Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know about him. Um, the guy could barely press print, uh, uh, press uh, ten. Yeah, yeah, he didn't, he didn't get. Concerning. Yeah, you're right. He did not show well on on the bench press, and I mean, yeah, I I think you're right. Does it really translate? No, but it, it tells me something. Like I, I don't see him as as a between the tackles sort of running back. He'd be a dynamic. He's going to be a dynamic player in the league. Don't yeah. get me wrong. He's going to be a good running back, but I don't I don't see him as a three down guy. No, no. All right, Mike. So real quick, we're going to kick off uh, the, the the trivia competition here. All right. So we have two categories. We have St. Patty's Day trivia, and we have March Madness trivia. You're going to go first. You pick which one you want. What do you want, St. Patty's Day or March Madness trivia? I'll take March Madness. Oh, all right, you're going to go March Madness trivia. Let me see what we've got here for you. All right. All right. All right, here is your trivia question, Mike. Okay. What popular move was banned from college basketball in 1967 to be reinstated in 1976. I'm was it the cross? Was it the crossover dribble, drawing contact, the slam dunk, or the baseball pass? I'm going to say the slam dunk. You're going slam dunk. You would be correct. Yeah, the, st- the story goes that uh, Texas Western won the NCAA championship in 1966, and the purists that ran college basketball at the time were upset. Uh, because they felt Texas Western played too aggressively dunking the basketball. Yeah, I I saw a movie about that. They were actually the first school to start an all African American uh, squad, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, no kidding. That's pretty neat. Yeah. All right, so you're up one nothing here. Now you just went. All right, you went uh, March Madness trivia. I think I'm I'm gonna go a little St. Patty's Day. All right. All right. I'm I'm gonna stay a little festive here, and let me uh. All right, I'm just going to go with the first first question up here in the docket so there's no no, no manipulation going on. All right, here's, here's my question. Mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day. By the way, I don't have the answer to this. I have to actually read the question, select my answer, then it comes up. Okay. Just so, just so everybody's on, on board here. All right, St. Patrick's Day is celebrated to commemorate which of the following events? It's the day St. Patrick was born. It's the day St. Patrick drove snakes out of Ireland. It's the day St. Patrick died. I don't see why you would celebrate it as the day he died. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with snakes. So I'm going to go with it's the day St. Patrick was born. Mm. Oh, that is incorrect. Let's see. The correct answer actually was the day St. Patrick died. Huh. Oh, man. I, I blew that one. That's interesting. All right. So round runs over. I think this might be the first time Mike... Has ever had a lead in our trivia competition here. The pressure is on. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, going back to Christian McCaffrey, man, he's, he's a nice player. I kind of see him like a, like a Danny Woodhead type for the San yeah. Diego Chargers. He's going to be a good receiver. Uh, like, I, I know when he, he was at the scouting combine, like, I mean, all, all the scouts there had him stay for about an extra hour, hour and a half to see him run routes and, and, and do various things like that, like run routes out of the backfield, see right. him run routes out of the slot. So he's going to be a dynamic player, but I, I don't know. If I'm going to invest a first-round pick, this is just me. If I'm going to invest a first-round pick in a running back, I want it to be on a guy who's, you know, who's never down back. Yeah. Who, who can do those things receiving-wise, who can go between the tackles, who can go outside, who can stand in there. 
and put a shoulder into a linebacker's chest and pick up the blitz. Yeah, a bruiser almost. Exactly. That 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 that's what I want. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what they go with. Yeah. That'll now, be interesting. It will be. I mean, I've been saying from the start, this is going to be an interesting draft. Since they went out and got the receivers now, I mean, they, they, they can go any way that they want. Right. And it, it's, it, it's going to be interesting to see. Now, what's interesting is a lot of mocks, too, also had Dalvin Cook falling to the second round. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, Mel Kuyper, his latest projections, he doesn't think Dalvin Cook's going to go till the second round now. That's... I'm not entirely sure about that. I'm not sure that you have a team – Late in the first round, and they're not going to take a flyer on him. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, w- I would do it, especially if you need a running back like the Eagles do. Yeah. Now here's now here's another draft scenario for you. All right. Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. All right, and we we all know about the legal troubles he's had. He's on video, uh, now n- knocking out a woman, and uh, I forget what it was, a McDonald's or a Wendy's, something like that. Uh huh. Okay. Now, he, he would have been – had it not been for that incident, had that tape not came out, uh, he would have been a surefire first-round pick, probably a top-ten pick. Mm-hmm. He's projected to be probably around the mid-second to fourth-round range. Hmm. That's a big range. Yeah. Now, given the, the legal issues with Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. he is going to be great value if he can get him from the second to fourth round. Is that a move the Eagles should consider? I consider it, but only as a last resort. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by last resort? Like if if it need if you absolutely feel that he is the best player in the draft, um, that's when you take him. But if there's someone better that you feel can fit what you're looking for, you mm-hmm. take him instead. Okay. Because you, you see it, you see it all the time where players they get into trouble, and the trouble continues. And you know, despite everything that an NFL team might try to do to help them, it just doesn't work out. No, it I doesn't. Fe- I feel that you go with the best player available. But if he, if he's the best player available, you take him. But if he's not, go elsewhere. Well, I I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I'm really comfortable taking that guy seeing the tape and seeing what he's done. If it's me in the GM spot, I'm probably going to look elsewhere because I don't, I, I don't want to deal with that media firestorm. I don't want to deal with having to quote-unquote rehabilitate this guy because I don't really believe you actually can rehabilitate someone who, 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 who commits an act like that. Yeah. So me personally, I want nothing to do with the kid. All right now, maybe someone there's probably there's going to be a team out there who decides. All right, the risk is worth the reward, and they're going to take a chance on him. But for me, I'm passing. It's probably a decision that that Jeffrey Lurie would have to sign off on if if Howie and Doug came to him and were like, "Listen, we really like this kid. We know he's got the off the field stuff. He's good draft value. How do you feel about taking him?" Right. I, I think that decision would ultimately be in, in in Jeffrey Lurie's court. I would agree with that. Yeah. All right, Mikey, round two now. Uh, you got March Madness trivia correct last time. What, what are you going with? Your choice. You know what? I'm going to go St. Paddy's Day this time. Oh, uh, you want St. Paddy's Day. All right. You're going to go with a little luck of the Irish. You're feeling it. Okay. Yes. All right. And you're up one nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me see here. All right. Where was St. Patrick born? Here are your choices. Okay. Iceland. Ireland. We're Great Britain. I'm going to say Great Britain. 
You would be correct. Two and oh. Nicely done there, Mike. Yeah, St. Patrick actually born in Great Britain. I'm tired of losing. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to try uh, college basketball out here. Okay. All right, here's my question. Who is the all-time leading NCAA Division I scorer? My choices are Will Chamberlain, Jerry Lucas, Pete Maravich, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Now, I should know this one, but I, I don't recall it off the top of my head. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to go Kareem. Uh, it's Pete Maravich. Oh. Uh, that was my second choice. The pressure's on. All right, so that means Mikey now is up 2 nothing here in our trivia series. Let's uh, let, let, let's squeeze, uh, squeeze another round in here. All right. All right, what do you want here, Mike? You're up 2 0. I want to switch it up back up to March Madness. Why not? March Madness, okay. All right. Here's your question, Mike. All right. Where was the first NCAA men's basketball championship tournament held? Madison Square Garden, Freedom Hall, Patton Gymnasium, Municipal Auditorium, Kansas City. I'm going to say the Municipal Auditorium in Kansas City. That is incorrect. The correct answer is Patterson, or excuse me, Patton Gymnasium in Evanston, Illinois. The the door is open for me. I want a little redemption here, so I'm going to take a March Madness trivia question. Okay. What school did NBA great Larry Bird play for in the NCAA? Choices are... Indiana State, Duke, Kansas, and Michigan State. I will say Indiana State, which I already know is correct. That means I am on the board. Score is now 2 1. Oh, that was a, trivia. That was a gimme. Come on. Yeah, man. I, 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 I lucked out here. That was, that was a good luck of the draw. That was a good luck of the draw there. I, I definitely got lucky. Or as one might say, a good luck of the Irish. <laughs> Ah, there you go. That's ironic. I got lucky without the luck of the Irish. Yeah, because you're Italian. Huh. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. For those of you guys who don't know, I am I am Italian. I, I, I am a Paisan. Yes. All right. Now, I know one thing you want to talk about, Mike. And, uh, and the Eagles made the move this week, so I'm going to turn the floor over to you to talk about this. Nick Foles is back in Philadelphia. He signed with the Philadelphia Eagles last week. Dave, how do you feel about that? Well... Listen, I'm not a really big Nick Foles guy. I, I never was, even during this time here, even when he had the 27 and, and two season. We weren't on the air then, but I know talking with you, I, I was not a big Nick Foles guy. I mean, listen, it, it, for a backup quarterback, hey, I'm fine with it. Probably means they're going to move on from Chase Daniels, which I'm fine with. But uh, he's backup quarterback, fine. I, 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 have, I have no issue with that. Now, do, do you feel com- more comfortable with him? Then you do Chase Daniel because he's a familiar guy. You know, he was, he's been mm-hmm. here before, and he went 6-2 and two before mm-hmm. going down with the call injury. Does that make you feel a little more easy at ease knowing that you have a guy like Nick Foles than a guy like Chase Daniel? Well, I mean, if I'm, if I'm forced to pick between the two of them, Nick Foles and Chase Daniel, I mean, yeah, I, I, I feel a lot better with Nick Foles compared to Chase Daniel. I, it's not, I, I still don't feel great. <laughs> Because I, I don't, you know, I don't think Nick Foles is that good of a quarterback. Has he had success in this league before? Yeah, but he's got fatal flaws. You know, he holds on to the ball too long. He doesn't really have the mobility that you need. Doesn't really move in the pocket that well. But he's he's a much better option than, than Chase Daniel. 
for sure. So if I had to pick between the two, yeah, give me Nick Foles. I'll take him as the backup. Uh, but the one thing uh, – now, what about you? What are your thoughts on the situation? I feel I definitely feel comfortable that I, with him that I didn't uh, – Chase Daniel. You know, I'm familiar with what he can do. Um, obviously, you know, the thing that I, I'm most concerned about is can he get rid of the football? Because in the past, we've known that he does not get rid of the football and will take Yeah, that won't sack. change. I tell you now, that's not going to change. But um, I definitely feel more comfortable with him. I mean, you know, we know what he can do. We know what he's capable of. And, I, you know, he's a good comfort, you know, he's a good uh, quarterback in case Wentz does get hurt. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. You know, I am actually surprised the amount of Nick Foles' love I have heard uh, really over the last couple of days since I heard this. You would not believe how many people I've heard say that they are actually more comfortable playing Nick Foles over Carson Wentz. Oh, I don't know about that, man. I mean, that. I mean, I I, I don't understand that mindset at all. No. I mean, people are so hung up on this 27-2, man. You got to get past that. Carson Wentz is our guy, all right? You know, if hey, if he goes down to Nick Foles to his advantage, good. Good for him. That's that's what you would hope hope would happen. But for right now, Carson Wentz is our guy. He's working in the offseason with the same quarterback coaches that worked with Tom Brady and Drew Brees, mind you. Carson Wentz is our guy. That no, fact listen, is not I, I hear you. Oh yeah. I mean, I I I know we're both on the same on the same uh Wagon. Same page, yeah, when it came to Wentz. Right, we're both on the Wentz wagon. Yeah. I, I, I do not understand all the Nick Foles love that's coming out. Listen, he had he had a good run. Yeah. He had a good season with, with Chip Kelly here, but then uh, he got exposed. Yeah. All right, the NFL does what it did to a lot of players. And, and frankly, I don't even think it, it's it's worth talking about, uh, honestly, with this, this Nick Foles nonsense. Right. He's, he's a backup quarterback in the league, all yeah. right? Don't get caught up in the seven touchdown passes. He was throwing the guys wide open against the Oakland Raiders when the Raiders still stunk. Yeah, and you know, but you know what that means? I could use my my Nick Foles jersey again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got Car- a Carson Wentz jersey and a Nick Foles jersey I can use. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what you can do with that. Today, man. <laughs> <Trash>. <laughs> All right, time for another round of trivia, Mike. You're up two two to one. What are you going with here for your category? I'm going to go back to March Madness. March Madness you're going. All right. Here's your question. What was the first team in NCAA men's basketball history to start five African-American players? Was it Kentucky, Texas Western, Texas Christian, or Oklahoma A&M? Texas Western. You would be correct. Nicely done. All right. I am going to head back now for my trivia uh, to St. Paddy's Day. And if I'm doing the scores correctly, you are now up three to one. Okay. So here is my question. Okay. Hold up here. What does the shamrock signify on St. Patrick's Day? My choices are afforestation. Coming of spring, the number three. Oh my gosh. Uh, I honestly don't know this. All right, I'm going to have to say. I'm, I, I'll say at, at, at Station. 
No, I'm incorrect. Oh, the pressure's on. The correct answer was oh, the number three. Oh, I should have gotten that then. I, I, I didn't. Oh. oh, man. That means you're up three to one He's... now. So that means, Mike, with this next question, you can clinch. Oh, man. You can clinch the title and win your first ever your first ever wager we've had on this podcast. All right. What what, what category are you going with to try to seal it? I'm going to go with my Irish heritage and go with St. Paddy's Day. All right. You are sticking with St. Paddy's Day. Yes. Okay, sir. Let me get those questions All up. All right. All right. Here it is. For the win. Which of the following is most likely to come up in your traditional St. Patrick's Day party? Pizza, pineapple, or potatoes? Potatoes. You would be correct, which means, Mikey, you have finally gotten off the schneid, and you have won the Philly Pod March Madness St. Patrick's Day Trivia Challenge. Feels good, Dave. It feels good. (laughs) Well, I will say this. It has been a long time coming since we started this podcast nearly about seven months ago. I think you deserve... I I think you deserve a a round of applause for that. Let me just... Let me see if I can find that in here. Here we go. Yeah, you get a uh, you, you get you get the big one too. Nice, nicely done there, Mike. Have to say, job job well done. Oh, thank you. You know, I, I you know it's a lot of hard work trying to get these uh, answers right. Feels good. Feels good. <laughs> All right, so there you go. We're gonna have to set up a time uh, where you can go and I can uh, go 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 buy you that shake. But nicely done by thank you. you. Thank you. All right, we have no buzz stories for this week. Uh, no praise time, but uh, Mike does have a grind for us. So, Mikey, what, what do you got for us this week, my well, friend? Well, today I was on, you know, Facebook, you know, kind of browse and look for new sports stories. And what came up to me about Claude Giroux? Apparently, he had hip surgery in the offseason. I, I didn't know about it. And he is now just saying that he's finally finding his confidence again. To me, it's uh, that's that's just frustrating. Okay, I understand that hip surgeries are not exactly an easy surgery to to deal with in in, in um, recovery, but to me, when you're going when you're in the middle of a playoff, trying to make the playoffs, and you are just stating now that you're finding not just finding your confidence, that that's infuriating. That is infuriating to me as a Flyers fan. Now just find out that... I want winners. Yeah, exactly. I want winners. I. It just... Ugh, he's such an aggravating player. Yet he has all the tools to become that, you know, a, a solid player. To me, it just... It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. That is surprising. I mean, you had hip surgery. I mean, you just... I guess it kind of goes in the mindset of the team right now, but you know they're a frustrating squad for sure, and they're just not very nope. good. They aren't when when you boil it down to it. But yeah, all right. Well, good grind this week, Thank Mikey. You. We're going to move along to shout outs. We've got nothing on Facebook or Twitter, but we did have some shout outs to give uh, on SoundCloud. 
Uh, we want to give a shout-out to Ruse Veins, to Plugboy Reynolds, Music and Amp, and Secret Crislow. Thank you guys for following us. Remember, you can listen to our episodes uh, on SoundCloud. You can download us for free on iTunes, or previous, past, and current episodes. You can hit us up on Facebook, at the, uh, on face, like us on Facebook, the Philly Pod page. You can also hit us up on Twitter, at the Philly Pod. Uh, again, guys, we thank all of those to, out there who, who are listening to us. We appreciate it. We, we always do. And if you ever want to you know, make sure we, we, we mention, mention you on the show, hey, make sure you shout out to us, and uh, we'll hit you back up here on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. So, well, one step closer to the draft, Mike, and – yeah, I mean, right, that's that's the only thing we've got going on now in, in Philly sports, yeah. right? Like, oh my gosh! By the way, uh, sorry, I've got the the, the 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 Rhode Island Oregon game up here. Rhode Island just went up seventy to sixty eight yes. with three minutes left. Yes, I'm watching that as we speak. Oh, I, I I need that one to have a chance to win our bracket pool. I need Rhode Island to pull out this game. My 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 upsets got busted earlier today. I I, I need to pull this game out. By the way, quick note, Philly's note. Uh, yeah. Helixson was named the starter for opening day. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh, so that's that's breaking news we've got yes. here. All right, so 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 there it is. Jeremy Hellickson named your opening day starter for the second year in a row. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess that's the move yep. move you got to make there for the Phillies, yep. right? Yeah. How about well, that? I think we'll that's see. our first time we've ever mentioned the Phillies on the podcast. No, it's not the not the first time we've ever mentioned them on the podcast. Maybe like breaking yeah. news. Things we we've talked about them. I think next week we're going to have to do uh, do our our Philly special. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, because they open up they open up the following Monday, yeah. and then it's April. All right, so we'll all right. So that means next week we're going to have our Philadelphia Phillies preview show. Spoiler: It's going to be another bad year. <laughs> yeah, ain't that correct? Yeah, they're just they're just still not a very good they, team. They, you know, they've got holes pitching. They don't have you know they don't have anything offensively. Is you know, Howie Kendrick gonna help, and I mean, yeah, a little bit, but yeah, Mikel Franco, he's just not a, he's not a three or four no. hitter. He, he's not. He's better off in the five or six hole, and you have pieces. Who knows? Maybe they'll draw their inner major league and uh, prove people wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think like the absolute ceiling for this team would be eighty-one wins. I don't think they get. Now, don't get. I'm not saying they're going to win eighty-one games. Probably more realistic is that the most they could get is going to be seventy-five. Yeah. But the highest this team is capable of getting is a 500 season. I don't see that. I'm thinking probably like Vegas has a line of 72 and a half for the season. Hmm. Now I'm, I'm probably I'm probably seeing maybe in the 73, 75. That's, that's what range. I'm thinking. But hey, I, I, that's what if I'm they thinking, go 500, but, that's that's overachieving right there. Oh, that's I mean to me that's the equivalent of making the playoffs with yeah. this squad. But I wouldn't expect no. that. But remember, guys, uh, you can check us out on Twitter at the Philly Pod. Like us on Facebook. Listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Thank you guys for listening. We hope everybody's staying safe out there. Hope you're enjoying the games. And our Villanova fans, hey, hang in there. It was it was a good run while it lasted. You know, reign as national champions. But hey, Jay Wright, will, or you know, he'll coach them up, and I expect him to be right right at the top of the Big East again next year. And, and who knows, possibly make another run in the tournament. I would agree. We're gonna sign off. We'll be back. Uh, next week with the Philadelphia Phillies 2017 preview show. We're going to sign off. I'm Dave. I'm Mike. Stay safe out there, everybody. Thanks for listening. Take care.